uh, part of preaching a meeting, and then you got to listen to everybody else preach everything that you wanted to preach. And uh, then when you get to the end, that's, uh, there's not a lot left to say. But I, I, I was out in prayer yesterday, and um, the Lord kind of quickened my mind uh, to this scripture. And uh, in prayer, he started dealing with me about it. And uh, last night, he dealt with me about it all night long. And uh, as I went to bed about 9.30 uh, last night, I, at 10.30 I was still awake, and at 11.30 I was still awake, and at 12.30 I was still awake, and at 1.30 I was still awake, and at 2.30 I got up and I went downstairs and I got my Bible and I started reading my Bible and I sat in the chair from 2.30 to about 4.30. And I went back to my bedroom and I laid down and uh, I got up at 5.30. So needless to say, I have not had a lot of rest. I've been very troubled. And uh, the Lord has troubled me about some things, some different situations, and uh, some different things that people are going through at this present time. And uh, I feel like I have a message for all of us today. And this is not for one person. It's not for one couple. It's not just for one situation. But there's many things that I want to talk to you about today. And uh, so you got one thing working in your, your favor today. I may not, I've got a lot to say, but I've been up a long time. So I don't have a lot of energy. And uh, so it's working in your favor that way. St. John number, uh, chapter number 10 and verse number 10. The Bible says that the thief cometh not but for to steal and to kill and to destroy. I am come that you might have life and that you might have it more Abundantly. This was one of my daddy's favorite, I, I don't know if it was his favorite scripture to talk about or to teach a lesson on or to preach about, but I can remember him Sunday after Sunday after Sunday after Sunday just reading John 10 and 10 and then just going from there. And uh, it could lead in all different avenues and different directions. But he would, also, he would always say, The thief cometh not but for to steal, to kill, to rob, and destroy. And I, I don't know where he, he just thought rob ought to fit in there somewhere. And uh, I guess that means that the devil's a double thief. Are a triple thief. Amen. The devil is just a genuine thief. Can I get a witness today? Amen. Lord bless you. Why don't we put our Bibles down? Let's lift our hands toward heaven and ask God for his help today. God, we need you in this place. We need your touch. We need your help. We need your anointing, God. I need the anointing of the Holy Ghost to deliver your word that you have given me, God. I'm nothing without you, God. I pray that you would anoint the ears, the hearts, and the souls of your people to hear your word, to receive your word, to respond to your word, to be a doer of the word. In Jesus' name we pray. Everybody said, in the name of Jesus. Let's give the Lord a hand clap of praise. <laughs> praise God. Praise God. You may be seated. St. John chapter number 10. Brother Frazier has already read 
a portion of this chapter to us this morning and some things that Jesus is dealing with in St. John chapter number 10. There's multiple things that Jesus is bringing to the crowd that he is speaking to uh, when this is being recorded by John. And one, the first thing that Jesus makes mention of, and he is trying to establish and to teach them, the first thing is that Christ is the door. He was revealing himself unto them, which they did not totally comprehend everything that he was saying. As we read uh, St. John chapter 10, it's very easy to understand a lot of the things that Jesus was trying to describe and open up to his disciples there that day. But being them there, not knowing all about Jesus and who he was and who uh, he was revealing him and how he was revealing himself unto them. He was trying to tell them that I am the door. What he was simply trying to tell them is that he was the I am, uh, the I am. Amen. He was trying to tell them that he was more than just a prophet, but he was the mighty in Christ. The second thing he was revealing unto them is that he is the good shepherd. That you should not long for someone else to be your leader or your overseer or your provider because he is the good shepherd. The third thing it talks about that he has proving, he was proving himself by the works that he was doing. Now, when you take the whole chapter into consideration, you can break it up into these parts of what Jesus was doing. He was proving himself by the works, by the miracles. Now, the miracles, I, I, I talked about this uh, a few Wednesday nights ago, about the miracles was not uh, what... Jesus came to do. That was not his real purpose. That was not, uh, that was not the, the main theme of what Jesus came to do. His main goal was to seek and to save that which was lost. His main goal was to go to Calvary. But the works that he was doing was proving that he was much more than a prophet. He was more than a man, but there was something supernatural about him. But somewhere in the middle of Jesus describing these things and talking about these things, in John chapter 10, it seems like that that just out of nowhere, he inserts verse number 10. Now, I find it, e- it, it interesting in reading this, and I'm going to start at verse number 9, and I'm going to read verse number 9, and I'm going to read verse number 11. Now the Bible says, I am the door. By me, if any man enter in, he shall be saved, and shall go in and out and find pasture. I am the good shepherd, and the good shepherd giveth his life for the sheep. Now that seems like that goes together. It doesn't seem like I skipped a verse. But read it like this, and it says, I am the door. By me, if any man enter in, he shall be saved, and shall go in and out and find pasture. And then it seems like out of nowhere, Jesus says, the thief cometh not but for to steal, to kill, and to destroy. And then he goes back and he says, I am come that you might have life and that you might have it more abundantly. And then he picks up right where he left off in verse number 9 and he says, I am the good shepherd. He goes right back to talking about what he was. So it was like 
that verse number 10 was just inserted there. It was like, it was like preaching. I, I guess sometimes when I'm preaching, it's just, it's just like something gets on my mind. It don't really have a lot to do with what I'm saying. It's like God impresses me to say something. Just take something and insert it there because God is trying to give a direct message to a direct situation in people's lives. And so here, Jesus is talking about the shepherd, the door, the shepherd, the good shepherd. And then he says, the thief cometh not but for to steal, to kill, and to destroy. And I'm sure that there was those who were standing there that day listening to the voice of Christ and the teachings of Christ saying, where did that come from? And you all know, you've sat there and you've listened to preaching. You've all heard enough preaching to save the entire world. And there's been times that you just look and you say, where'd that come from? That was kind of out of left field and just kind of inserted into some some uh, uh, paragraph that really did not go there. It did not connect anything. It was just It was just placed there. These things are placed there by the direct will of God. And I believe that verse number 10 was not misplaced, but it was properly placed by God's timing and God's direction today. Now, I come with a message on my heart for each and every one of us in this place today. And this is what I want to talk to you about. And this is what I want to tell you. There is a thief in the house. There is a thief in the house. When I, when I think about thieves, I, I don't guess anybody really likes a thief unless you are a thief. No one really likes a thief unless they are closely connected with a thief. I, I really don't have a lot of love and I don't have a lot of patience for people that take from someone else and uh, something that someone has worked for and something that someone has purchased for themselves and and take it and slip in while uh, they are unaware and take it from them and take it to the pawn shop and sell it for a fraction of what it's worth to take and give them a little money to go have a little party with or do something with that they shouldn't be doing. I, I have no patience for that. But when I when I look at when I look at uh, a thief and I look at uh, the things about people that have become thief and I, thieves. And I, I, I think about these things. Uh, you know, you know, most of the time, or I, I may not say most of the time, but a, a lot of the time, the people that break in and steal from you is somebody that you've had to your home previously. It's someone that you have invited into your home. I, I can remember a few years ago, someone broke into the church and, and, uh, you know, it was quite obvious that, that it was someone who had been to church because they knew what office they thought the money went into. What they didn't know, they didn't know what happens after church. But they had seen where it went to and it looked like it stopped there. So it was quite obvious it was someone that had been here before. They, they say that thieves will, they will come and they will case out a project or, or they will, they will catch your, your moves and and they know your timing of when you go to work and and uh, when you come home and they know 
They know when you go to church and they know about how long church service takes and they they start watching these things and they start watching your movements and they hide around the corners and they drive around the neighborhoods and they find what is the quietest time and what would be the best time to move in and take over when no one else is there and no one is suspecting anything. I, I remember uh, years ago when I was a teenager and I was at home uh, one, one night during revival. I can't remember if it was a Sunday night or just a weekday, but I remember that we were in revival and uh, we were having service after service, night after night. And one night we come home from service and we stepped into the den and it was quite odd. You know, we never locked our doors at home. We was right there beside the church. And and uh, uh, when the first one went into the door, the, the glass door of the house was wide open. And they said, well, someone op- someone left the door open. And, and then they looked over uh, at the gun cabinet and the gun cabinet doors was open. And, and uh, they looked into the gun cabinet and all the guns was gone and started looking around the house and different places where guns were. They were all gone. And and uh, so they called the cops and they started investigating. Well, the first thing they want to know is who's been in and out of the house. Was the house locked? Why is the house not locked? Why do you not lock your house? And so on and on and on and on. So what what it boiled down to, it, it was it was not someone that was unknown. It was not uh, someone that did not know uh, my daddy and my family would be at church. It was someone who knew that we would be at church. And then uh, when we got it all narrowed down and they caught the guy, it was actually someone who had lived in my parents' house and they had taken in. And uh, they knew all the movements. They knew they knew where everything was. They knew where everything was positioned. They knew knew when we were going to be there and when we wasn't going to be there. They knew all the ins and the outs. And and uh, I, I can remember another uh, situation where where uh, Brother Harold and Sister Eloise lived a few blocks from the church and. And uh, we were at church on a Sunday night, and we were serving after church. And and uh, the uh, Lisa uh, and Claudia went back to their house to get some money out of the safe to make change for serving. They went back, and Lisa was trying to open the door, and and uh, Claudia started screaming. And she looked at the door, and the door lock was busted out, and. And the door was about half broke off of the hinges and they took off running and uh, went back and to the church and got somebody. And they called the cops and went in. And you know what a thief does? A thief does not just take the valuables away from you, but a thief likes total destruction. A thief will go through your house and they don't just take your gun but they'll knock things off of the counter. They don't just take uh, your money out of the safe, but they'll push the safe over. They don't just take things that that you uh, love and it means nothing to them. It's just something to, to, to sell, to give them another dollar in their pocket. But but they will they will break things. They will break out your windows. They'll break down your door. They'll they'll come over your desk and they'll uh, a thief just likes total and utter destruction. I don't know what it is about them. I don't know if they're trying to cover their steps or or cover their tracks or if they're trying to cover up things that they have done, but. But just walk by something and just push it over and throw it down in the floor and break it and turn stuff over. Dump things out in the middle of the floor. Because a thief, see, what you have means nothing to a thief. What you possess means nothing to a thief. They didn't work for it. They didn't pay for it. 
They didn't provide for it. So it means absolutely nothing to a thief. When I think about the greatest adversary of our soul today, I think about the devil himself. The Bible says that he is as a roaring lion seeking whom he may devour. He is always trying to destroy. He is always trying to cause chaos. He is always in the middle of destruction. And most of the time, the thief that comes to our house is one that we have invited there. The thief that causes us so much pain and so much grief and so much agony and so much turmoil in our home is one that we have brought in. The things that the thief takes from us. The first thing that the thief starts Working on is he takes the fruit of the Spirit away from us. In Galatians chapter number 5, in verse 22, it says, But the fruit of the Spirit is love, joy, peace, long-suffering, gentleness, goodness, faith, Meekness, temperance, against such there is no law. What does that have to do with the thief? That's what the thief takes from us. He takes away our love. He takes away our joy. He takes away our peace. He takes away our long suffering with one another. He takes away our gentleness toward one another. He takes away our goodness. And He makes an evil person out of us. He takes away our faith in the very ability of God And not only our faith in God, but He takes away our faith in mankind. He takes away our meekness where it begins to be all about us and our desires and our wants and our pleasures and our happiness. He takes away our temperance. See what the thief steals from us. When he gets in our home, is he steals away the fruit of the Spirit. But you see what the thief replaces it with? The thief always has a replacement for the real thing. But this is what the thief leaves us with. In verse number 19 of Galatians chapter 5. He says, now the works of the flesh are manifest, which are these, adultery, fornication, uncleanness, lasciviousness, idolatry, witchcraft, hatred, variance, emulation, wrath, strife, seditions, heresies, envies, murders, drunkenness. Reveling and such like of which I tell you before, as I have also told you in the time past, that they which do such things shall not inherit the kingdom of God. What I have come to tell you today is 
There's somebody in this place today that there is a thief in your house. There's a thief that's stealing away the joy that should be in your home. There's a thief that's taking away the love that should be in your home. There's a thief that's taking away the peace that should be in your home. He's taken away the long-suffering that should be there. He's taken away the gentleness that should be there. He's taken away the goodness that should be there. He's taken away the faith that should be there. He's taken away the meekness that should be there. He's taken away the temperance that should be there. The thief has come to steal, to kill, and to destroy. And when the thief gets in a home, he does not leave it like he found it. He does not just take one thing, but he shoves over the dresser. He turns over the bed. He pushes over the kitchen counters. Amen. He breaks the dishes. He throws things and scatters things around the house because the thief cometh to destroy. If I could some way, somehow, wake somebody up this morning. Amen. God has caused me to toss and turn all night. I see some of you in here this morning. I didn't come to patty cake. I didn't come to blow whistles in the breeze and tell you how great you are. Maybe come back tonight and I'll pet you on the back. Amen. But I see some of you right now. I see the thief in your life. I see the thief that's in your house. I see the thief that's in your home. Amen. And it's things that you have invited into your home that is destroying you. Why is there no joy? Amen. Society. I tell you what we have done. The thief has come in and taken away family time and replaced it with cell phones. You can't even talk to one another because you're on your phone continually, non-stop, 24-7. You can't even turn it off at night because you got to have it there handy. I want to tell you the reason why, some of the reasons why we have always took a stand against television is because it dominates our time. And we have allowed these things to come into our life and dominate our time and dominate our peace and it controls us. I don't care how young you are. And I don't care how old you are. You're spending too much critical time on stupid, ignorant social networking. Worried about what this one is doing. Oh, I don't comment. No, but you love the stupid gossip. I tell you, I am stirred up. I am, I am one mad preacher today. I'm so sick and tired of the stupid devil trying to destroy and ruin and wreck and destroy homes. Amen. You need to get your nose out of everybody else's business and get your nose in your family business and take care of one another's needs. Oh, help us, Holy Ghost. Amen. Amen. We have replaced, we have replaced family time. Amen. We have replaced 
lunchtime. We have replaced dinner time, whatever you want to call the evening supper where families gather around and they communicate with one another. Amen. We can't even sit down to a meal. We've TV dinner this and TV dinner that and we got everything instant. I come to tell you there's a thief in your home that's destroying your life. It's destroying your marriage. It's destroying your kids. You need to wake up. Hallelujah. These things that you have invited into your home. Violence on video games. Blood splatter all over the screens. Walking up to people on a screen and putting a gun to their head and pulling the trigger. I'm not against video games. I am against those type of games. Grand Theft Auto. All of these crazy things that society has come up with that is destroying our world. The innocence of our children. I want to tell you what the thief has done. Amen. I have preached against it from day one. But you parents that are placing these loaded guns in the hands of your children with accessible internet. Amen. What's a 13-year-old got business with getting on the internet and surfing the net and doing this without your supervision? I want to tell you, you're setting yourself up for the thief to destroy, to ruin and to wreck your home. Go ahead, parents. Call me an old fogey. Call me whatever you want to do. I don't have all the answers. I don't have all the ins and outs about what to do and how to do things. But I tell you this, I do depend on God. And I do trust in God. And I do try to listen to God. And I want to tell you, God has talked to me this night. God has dealt with me today. God has talked to me today. The devil is in your home right now. Go ahead, Daddy. Bring your big fat television up in your home. Set it there. Let it tend to your children. Play it till you can and can't watch it any longer and say, oh, it don't affect me. And wonder why one day your girl turns out to be a lesbian. Your boy turns into a homosexual. They turn into a murderer, a rapist. That's all you've had before them. That's all they know is what's been feeding them. I want to tell you, that demon feeds the filth of the flesh. That's what the enemy has come to do. Amen. He's took out love, joy, peace, gentleness, meekness, goodness, long-suffering. And he's replaced it with the filth of the flesh and the works of the flesh. Neglect. Your children, shut up. I'm busy. Oh, I come to preach today. I'm not playing. I am not playing. You say you got a mad preacher, you got a mad preacher. I'm not mad at you, I'm mad at the devil. Amen. I'm sick and tired of the devil. I'm trying to wake somebody up today. There's a thief in the house. There's a thief in the house. There's a thief in the house. Amen. Some of you God has had mercy on and tried as 
best to put your life back together that you tried to destroy. And here you are, patty caking around with sin again. You better wake up. That devil's going to destroy and ruin and wreck your home. Amen. And then wonder why your wife don't want to live with you. And wonder why your husband don't love you. You treat one another like animals and dirt. That's not what God has called you to do. Amen. There's supposed to be love in the home. There's supposed to be peace in the home. There's supposed to be joy in the home. That's what the Holy Ghost will do. You ever seen a home when the thief gets through with it? You ever seen the destruction that is left behind? You ever seen the miserable children that are left in the heaps and the piles of destruction? Have you ever went to a Burned out drug addict's home. Little kids crawling around on a dirty floor. I know some of you that's worked in law enforcement have seen this. Little children crawling around on dirty floors. Needles laying on the floor. Babies crawling around eating crumbs off of the floor. Crying and whining from mama, dirty faces. I want to tell you, it breaks my heart to think that people live that way. But what even crushes me the more is some of you that are sitting under the sound of my voice right now. God has blessed you with a good family. God has blessed you with a good job. God has blessed you with a good home. God has blessed you with the finer things of life. And there you are. The thief is coming to your home. And I can't even raise up a good enough fight in you that it'll bristle the hair on your back and say, devil, you're not getting my family. Devil, you're not getting my children. Devil, you're not getting my wife. Devil, you're not getting my husband. Devil, you're not destroying my home. I'm cleaning it out. I'm getting rid of it. I come to make a change. I come to make a change. Devil, I'm tired of you trying to steal from me. Oh, yeah. Sit there like Mr. Macho Man. I've seen bigger men than you cry. I got fire in my eyes this morning, church. Oh, God. God's trying to send somebody a warning today. God's trying to send somebody a warning today. God's trying to wake somebody up out of your sleep and your slumber. Amen. It's like you're laying in bed in the middle of the night. All the doors is locked. But there's a thief that's picking the door lock right now. There's a thief that's standing on the outside that's picking the door lock. I want to tell you, you don't get too old to have marriage problems. You don't get too old to where you can say, I don't have anything to worry about. Some of you older ones need to listen to me. You're not taking care of each other. You're not loving each other. You're not respecting each other. The devil is attacking the marriage. The devil is attacking the home. It's time for you to wake up. Oh, but I got a deadbolt on the door. I've got a deadbolt on the door. But right now, old Slewfoot's on the outside. And he's got his lock picking. And he's picking the door. And he's turning the lock. And there's a preacher screaming, get up. Get up. Wake up. Wake up. What's wrong with Brother Looper today? He didn't rest good last night. What's wrong with Brother Looper today, man? He's twisted off. 
What's happening to him? I tell you what's happening to me. I see the devil. I see the devil with this old pick. And he's got it stuck in your front door's lock right now. And you hadn't dead bolted the door. You hadn't prayed lately. You hadn't spoken tongues in quite a while. You hadn't got good Holy Ghost victory in quite a while. You haven't got deliverance from them old filthy spirits that's come back to torment you in quite a while. You hadn't fallen in love with God in quite a while. And I'm trying to warn you, hey man, he's walking up the stairs right now. Oh, what? you wake up, I can hear him coming through the house right now. I can hear him pushing things over right now. I can. He's going to hurt your babies. He's going to destroy your wife. Amen. It's time for some man to get a hold of your crazy self and wake up and understand what you're doing and how you've been playing with your life and you've been playing with your family and wake up and realize i got to make a commitment. i got to get a hold of God. I've got to make some changes. I've got to dedicate and consecrate my life to Him. Out of the middle of nowhere, Jesus screams and says, The thief cometh to steal, to kill. And to destroy. It's things that you've allowed in. It's things that you've brought into your home. You've allowed the works, the fruit of the Spirit to be replaced with the works of the flesh. You want to trade love for hatred? You want to trade peace for malice? Let's pray right now. As they come to the music... It's no accident that you're here today. It's no accident that you just stumbled into the house of God today. But it's by the divine intervention of God that He's trying to stop shipwreck in your life. He's trying to turn you around. He's trying to get your attention. He's trying to ring your heart's bell one more time.
It's easier to stop the thief than it is to get rid of the thief after he gets loose in your home. There's a thief in the house. There's a thief in the house. There's a thief in the house. I look through spiritual eyes. I see some nasty, long, cruddy, dirty hands. That's reaching into your home right now. Said, I'm going to get those babies. I'm going to destroy this marriage. I'm going to destroy that grandma and grandpa. Hear me, please. He said, after this, the thief cometh to steal, to kill, to destroy. But I have come. Stop everything today. Stop what you're doing today. I am come that you might have life and that you might have it more abundantly. Is what you're doing, is what you're playing with, is what you're listening to, is what you're taking part of, is it worth your family? Is it worth your soul? Is it worth your wife? Is it worth your husband? Is it worth precious little babies? There's a thief in the house. There's a thief in the house. Holy Ghost, speak to us today.
Every head bowed, every eye closed. I want everybody in this building praying and talking to God. This is a life-changing moment for somebody right now. You're making a decision that's forever going to affect your life. It's up to you. God thinks enough of you that He has sent me to tell you about a thief that's in your home. And He's given you a way out today. But it's up to you to do something about it. Would you lay in the bed? And listen and snicker and smirk as someone ramshacked your house. Someone hurt your children. Someone molested your wife. Someone killed your husband. Would you just lay there and say, oh well, it's just life. Are you going to sit there today? I'm going to do it my way. Brother Looper, I, I respect you and you're a good man. But I'm just going to do it my way. You can come to me when you need marriage counseling. I'll try to help you. But I'm not sure that I can then, but I'm sure I can right now. I want you to be man enough or woman enough, young, old, middle-aged, to get out from where you're sitting right now. And make your way to this altar and say, God... Thank you for waking me up. There's a thief in the house. There's a thief in the house. There's a thief in the house. I wish there would be a cry that would go forth from this church. There's not one person in this house that we can afford to lose, church. There's not one young person that we can afford to lose. There's not one elderly saint of God that we can afford to lose. God, help us. Can somebody cry out to God right now? Can somebody plead the blood of Jesus Christ right now? Would some man cry out and plead the blood over your home right now? Come on, man of God, cry out. The devil's no respecter person. From the smallest to the greatest. He's after each and every one of us. Oh, God. Oh, God. Work, 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 God. Work, God. Work, God. No job is worth my family. No toy is worth my family. No activity is worth my family. No pleasure is worth my family. 
Come on, church. Come on, there needs to be a cry going forth from this house right now. There needs to be a cry going forth from this house right now. Come on, reach out to the Lord. Every mama, every daddy, we need to pray. We need to pray. We need to pray. Every grandma, every grandpa, I feel a burden. I feel a burden on my soul today. Come on, reach out to the Lord.